The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown in stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house. Sideline. Pylon. Touchdown. And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside my co-host, as always, Aaron Murray. Aaron, it's like the offseason. It feels like the offseason, the SEC Championship game and Conference Championship weekend was now two weeks ago, so it's the dead time. Finals are next week. Bowls are in the near future, getting started this weekend, December 16th. Bowl season is getting started. But nonetheless, we have a fresh episode of the Punt and Pass podcast. Coming up this episode, we're going to talk about the All-American teams, the last one being announced this past Wednesday. We're going to touch on the Coach of the Year, who we think should have been picked as Coach of the Year. Shea Patterson, a quarterback who has been messing around and trying to get on your man crush list, is transferring to Michigan and a couple other news and notes later on. But first things first, if you're listening to this podcast, a huge thank you to you. That's right. Thank you because if you're listening, we have eclipsed 100,000 downloads on the Punt and Pass podcast. A little passion project that started back in August. I think we're on like our 25th official episode, Aaron. 100,000 plus downloads. So that's pretty awesome. The way that's worked out, the way that continues to work out is by the interaction we have with our fans and listeners on social media. We are at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Puntandpass at gmail.com. Aaron is at AaronMurray11, and I am at DrewButler13. So thank you so much for tuning back in every single week. Thanks for hollering at us all across social media and being active with the podcast. It's been a fun season, and it's only going to get better these next couple of weeks. So, dude, let's dive right into it hey the bowl pickums up too. the punt and pass pickum is live aaron i know i saw you signed up we already are over 150 entries the top three will be getting prizes so fill them out it's going to lock out on the 16th because that's when the games start fill out your predictions for every single bowl game the group is the punt and pass podcast it's on espn.com's bowl mania the password is punt and pass so sign up share invite your friends let's try to make this thing big it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, dude. These All-American teams, Baker Mayfield, unanimous All-American, Oklahoma. Orlando Brown, Oklahoma, unanimous All-American. Their tight end, Oklahoma's tight end, Mark Andrews, unanimous All-American. Does that worry you with this Rose Bowl coming up, Aaron? It definitely does. I mean, they're a talented team. I mean, listen, they're in the top four for a reason. They're a damn good football team. 
Clemson's a good football team. Alabama's a good football team. Georgia's a good football team. There is a reason why they're in the top four is because they have great coaching. They have great facilities. They got a lot of great money coming into those programs to help boost them up, support them any way that's possible. And then most importantly, they have great football players. Each one of these teams, they're going to have their all Americans. They're going to have their guys getting Heisman votes and getting the attention at this time of the year. It's just like an NFL or any type of uh, baseball, whatever it is, the teams that, and we've discussed it, the teams that are successful all year long, the teams that are in these championships are usually the teams that are the best coach, have the best players, and those players and those coaches are going to be in these awards, getting these awards at the end of the day. So no surprise with Oklahoma, especially on the offense side of the football, probably the best offense in all of college football, the Heisman winner, a great tight end, and yeah. it won, probably, in my opinion, probably the top two or three offensive line in the country, especially when you want to talk about pass protection. For sure. Probably number one or number two in pass protection. So there is a reason why, like I said, they are in the final four and it starts with their offense. Not surprising. They don't have any defensive guys in there because they've been struggling all year long. Uh, but Georgia, they're getting Roquan in there. And that's, that's not a surprise at all, especially with how good he's played. Yeah. Roquan Smith from Georgia, a unanimous all American. So big time. Congratulations to him. He is the last unanimous all American in program history since Jarvis Jones to be unanimous all American at Georgia. Let me give you a few other names. From Georgia, Aaron, who have been unanimous All-Americans. Frank Sinkwich, Charlie Trippy, Herschel Walker was a three-time unanimous All-American. That is outrageous. Garrison Hurst, Royce Smith, and just one more in program history. Drew Butler? You, my man. Drew yes, Butler. Sir. See, I know these things. You know, you I go. got your back. Don't worry Thank about you. this. Thank you. But, um... Huge congrats to Roquan. And Georgia's going to be fine. You know, Georgia has had team success. I think if Nick Chubb was the only running back in their backfield, he might have been an All-American. I saw he was named to one team. I believe it was the American Football Coaches Association. He was their second team running back. Roquan was their first team linebacker. Isaiah Wynn was a second team selection there as well. But Georgia's done this by committee, Aaron, right? There is not many standout guys, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb. I mean, Jake Fromm has stepped up tremendously, and he's made it across the board on freshman All-American teams. But Roquan is really the heart and soul of that defense. His SEC championship game performance really just put a stamp on it and, and cemented him as probably a top five, no, excuse me, a first-round pick next year if he decides to leave. So big shout-out to Roquan. That yeah, is big pretty shout cool. To, big shout to Roquan, and, and the rumors are in Athens that he extended his lease on his apartment. You heard there's that? No, there's no way. If no I'm way. him, you know, I, I know you want to get your degree, and, and I, I fully support and endorse getting your education, finishing up. But man, if you're if you're a five, top five pick, which he's gonna be, there's no doubt in my mind that kid is a five, top five, top, top ten five. pick. There you go. Okay. Go get paid, and you got plenty of time in the offseason to go get your degree. But you want to talk about going back to these All Americans. And you want to talk about our running backs, Nick Chubb, Sony, you put those guys on any other team in this country. Not only are they going to be a first team All-American, maybe a second team All-American, but Nick Chubb has a chance to be in the Heisman talk. I agree. And he was a couple years ago. Yeah. He was a couple years ago before he got hurt. And then now you got this year, obviously you got three great running backs. Uh, the passing game slowly started to get going later in the season a little bit with, with opening up the playbook. But those guys, if they were on a team where they're running the ball, 25 times, 30 times a game, those guys, I mean, obviously the stats have been through the roof. The touchdowns have been through the roof. And with the name recognition, the yes. brand from Georgia, and then obviously being in the in the final four, 
those guys would have had more of a chance to be in these things. So it's nothing against them as players. No, I think no. they're great players. They're just as good as these other guys that were in the Heisman, just as good as these other guys that are winning awards. It's just the fact that there's three studs at Georgia. It's a great problem to have. And honestly, it's only going to be- benefit those kids more when they get going to the NFL. No question. Because it takes hits off them right now in college football. You're totally right. You are absolutely right. And speaking of the Heisman, you know, Roquan Smith, as we mentioned in past podcasts, received three first place votes. And we asked all of our followers on Twitter and Instagram, who's the last Georgia player to get a first place vote? Because I didn't know off the top of my head. And it came, the answer came in droves. Jarvis Jones got one first place vote back in 2012. I had no idea. That's, um, that's really cool. All right, coach of the year. Okay. A few awards are given out for coach of the year. I know a lot of coaches have big time incentive bonuses if they're named coach of the year. When I was at the college football awards for ESPN last week, Scott Frost from Central Florida received the Home Depot Coach of the Year award, and he had a great case for the reason why. He took over a winless Central Florida team, O and 12, just a couple years ago. And this season, they flipped the script. They went undefeated. Aaron, I remember you you called a couple of their games early on in the season, and you came back and said, dude, this offense is the real deal. This coach knows what he's doing. He's extremely creative and savvy with his play calling, and it showed. So a lot of credit to him. I know another coach that got a Coach of the Year award, Aaron. Mark Richt, our former head coach at the University of Georgia, now at Miami. He won the Walter Camp Coach of the Year Award, a very prestigious football foundation and a very prestigious award. I saw another one today. CBS Sports gave theirs to UAB's coach. I believe his name is Bill Clark. If you can look that up for me right now, that would be awesome. But UAB's coach got a little recognition as well because if you remember just two years ago, UAB scratched their football program. Dude, they had football players stuck at school with nowhere to play. They were scrimmaging against each other, just waiting for their next opportunity. The football program comes back this year, literally resurrected, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, Aaron, and they win eight games. They're going to a bowl game. That is certainly worthy of a Coach of the Year award. What about Kirby Smart? I know he got SEC Coach of the Year, but what he did this year was simply amazing, and I think this is what I've heard, and this is what I believe, Aaron. Tell me if I'm wrong. Mark Rick got the Walter Camp Coach of the Year award. I think the majority of the voters voted before Thanksgiving, okay? They lost to Pitt the Friday after Thanksgiving, and then they got smoked by Clemson. Those votes were in early because there's no way, absolutely no way, a person could vote for Coach Rick over Kirby Smart after Kirby Smart vilified the loss at Auburn and won the SEC championship. Am I off base there? Well, first off, going to your first question. So UAB's coach, Bill Clark. Yes. Right, his name is Bill Clark. Actually just got another five-year extension, so he'll be the coach of UAB through 2022. That's awesome. So that's, that's a great that's not story. Too, that's not too shabby. He'll be the highest-paid coach uh, in the Conference USA, I believe. So Dang. good for him. Congratulations. Great season and obviously like a great turnaround. But just going through all the coaches, obviously – I would, if I had to pick a coach of the year, it would be Scott Frost. Okay. The Turner team that was 0 and 12 two years ago in, in 2015, he took them over. They won six games last year, uh, made it to a bowl game. They lost the bowl game, went six and seven. And then this year, all of a sudden, they turn around, they go undefeated, they win their conference, they're in a New Year's bowl. They, there's no reason why he shouldn't be the, the the coach of the year for all these games. 
But I also think it's just going to kind of play against you a little bit right now. Please. Going against Kirby and then going against Coach Rick. And and I love Kirby. I love Coach Rick. And I don't want anyone to say, oh, you just, you know, Coach Rick's your boy. I mean, Coach Rick is my coach. No and doubt. He will be forever. But it was a tougher task going to Miami and turn that program around than it was going to Georgia and turning Georgia around. Kirby inherited a team yeah. that had 10 wins. Yeah. He inherited a team that's playing in an awful SEC East. I mean, the Very SEC true. East is awful. You want to talk about regular season. Who did they play in the regular season, Georgia? And I know they played great, but I mean, they Notre played Dame. Notre Dame, who, who <laughs> later in the season, Florida, the bed. Tennessee, Florida, I mean, awful, trash. Tennessee, awful, South Carolina, uh, they're mediocre. Yeah. Auburn, they lost to, and then obviously they had a big win versus Auburn in the SEC championship game, but well, it's still UCF a Georgia play? football team. It's still you. It's you. Yeah, but you have to think Georgia has great talent. Yeah, they do. UCF, it's a different conference. There's different talent levels. I mean, UCF beat USF. They beat Memphis. They beat Memphis twice, who's a good Memphis football team. I mean, UCF is a great football team. You have to talk to the fact that when he took them over, they were winless. Yeah. Kirby took over a Georgia football team that had 10 wins. Not an empty They had great recruits. It was not empty covered. Mark Rick goes down to Miami. They've been bad for a, a while now. I mean, not a great football team down in Miami. Turn them around in two years. That's the reason why I think it's more impressive. Not saying what Kirby's done has not been impressive. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, to turn a team to what they've been able to do, win an SEC championship, be in the final four right now in the playoffs, have an opportunity to win a national championship is absolutely incredible. I'm just saying it wasn't as much work as having to turn a program like UCF, like Miami around, get those teams going. For sure. I know Kirby missed out on like a $100,000 bonus. Obviously, he's made up for that with an SEC championship, with winning the SEC East, making it to the college football playoff. Do you think he's upset, Aaron? Do you think he's like, dang it, I wish I would have won coach of the year? Or he doesn't care. No, he got a fan, he got a big old bonus for winning the SEC championship game. So he doesn't and make it to the no. He he's living a good life right now. Well, maybe some maybe some Georgia booster will throw him a couple hundred thousand dollars under know, the table. You know what I'm gonna do? Maybe for him? pay off his mortgage or something. I don't know. You know what I'm gonna do for him to make him feel better? I'm gonna get him a subscription to SockFancy.com. Send him some socks his way because it started by a UGA grad, and I know Kirby. Probably could use a few pairs of fresh socks. He seems like the kind of guy, the kind of coach who just like wears team issued socks all the time, even like when he's wearing a suit and stuff. So let's help him out, Aaron. Let is let's send him a sockfancy.com subscription because when you go to sockfancy.com backslash punt pass right now, you will get an extra pair of socks added to any subscription for free. Go to sockfancy.com slash punt pass, enter the code punt pass. At checkout. That's right. You will get a free pair of socks added to any subscription. The holidays are here. Get your ass in gear. Start shopping now. Cross off your list with the perfect Christmas gift. Gift a Sock Fancy subscription three months, six months, nine months, or even a year long. Sock Fancy handles the rest. Shipping is free. If you don't like a pair of socks, you ship them back. They send you a new pair. Easy as can be. So Kirby, Sock Fancy coming your way. Courtesy of the punt and pass podcast that's sockfancy.com slash punt pass promo code punt pass for a free pair of socks added to any subscription all right next thing aaron shea patterson's transferring to michigan shea patterson five-star recruit at Ole miss he is transferring to michigan and he believes that due to an appeal process he will be able to play next year you know what that means aaron and it's been awfully quiet on the home front regarding a certain player. 
That means Jacob Eason ain't going to Michigan. I think Jacob Eason's staying. I really no, do. He's not. You I are really absolutely do. crazy. Well, where's all the Jacob, rumors? Where's he going? Jacob Eason is going to go to a Juco. Okay, oh, there's, oh, my. He needs, has, he needs reps. The kid needs bro, reps. Has he there's ever seen certain, Last Chance You on Netflix? Okay, first of all, he's not going to Last Chance You. <laughs> I okay? don't Let's not go to this extreme. He's going to go to one of the top, probably the top Juco out there. He's going to have a great season. Let's he's going to throw Zach Mettenberger and ask him what he thinks about a Juco. What we call Zach, what we call Cam Newen. I mean, those guys went to a Juco. They balled out for a year, went to another top SEC program. And, and obviously Cam was doing great as he is doing great right now. And Zach had a shot to play in the NFL. He was yeah. drafted in the fifth round. He started for the majority of his rookie season for Tennessee. I mean, he had an opportunity to play in the NFL because he took the opportunity, he got the reps he needed in a JUCO, went to a great SEC school, played well enough. Cam Newton won a Heisen, won a national championship, was the first pick in the draft. And then Zach went on and got drafted, like I said. So, man, go to a JUCO, get reps. You just need reps. Quarterbacks, what, what all these kids don't get, they want to come, they want to play for a year, they want to play for two years, they want to get to the NFL. You need reps. You need to see the speed of the game. You need a rep through turn coverages, cover two, cover three. You need to be able to be able to understand where your hots are, what the vulnerability of defenses are, what your vulnerabilities as an offense are based on protections. The only way you get to see that is through reps. And the more you get in college, the better you you're going to be, the slower the game becomes for you. So go to a Juco, learn the game a little bit better and then go transfer and then go to the NFL. Okay. I'll be a snake oil salesman here. All right. You say go to a Juco. Kansas, Mississippi, wherever. If he's smart, he'll go out west, but I don't even think those JUCOs in California are worth a damn, okay? You say, go get your reps, go to a JUCO, sleep on a twin bed. It's probably going to be five feet long. The dude's six foot six, and this is what I tell him. Hey, man, be the best teammate you can be, all right? Practice your ass off. Get in the film room. Get in the weight room. And then go to the NFL next year. (laughs) I mean... Let's be honest, Aaron. He will be a mid-round pick if he stays at Georgia. These scouts will be salivating over him. They'll be going, that's my guy. That's the diamond in the rough. I'll look so smart as a general manager or a director of college scouting if I find Jacob Eason, draft him in the third or fourth round, and in three years he's a starter. That is called self-serving scouting. Aaron, you know it as well as anybody. Scouts want to be justified on their talents if they go and find a guy like Jacob Eason. Okay, who yeah, but they also very... they could also get if they, they they get a guy who's unproven in college football. Yeah, they can get through. It's like this guy, I, I, which everyone is just driving me nuts right now. This kid, Josh Allen from Wyoming. Okay, has been driving me absolutely insane this entire season. I went back early this offseason. I watched film on him from last year, and I'm just like, what is everyone? Saying? I know he's a big kid. He has a big arm. The dude can't complete 60% of his passes. Yeah. He just can't. He can't do it. He's like Hackenberg from Penn's, uh, Penn State. Yep. Goes and gets drafted the second round. He's a pretty kid, big kid, big arm. All the intangible just, stuff, all the checklists. He couldn't complete 60% of his passes in college. What makes you think he's going to go to the NFL and, and be successful? If you can't complete a ball in college football, you ain't going to go to the big boys and play. And that's the same thing with Josh Allen at Wyoming. It's the same thing. What do you see? I know he looks great. He'll get in front of you. He'll take his shirt off. He'll get in his little spandex, <laughs> oh, run around whoa. in front of all the scouts at the combine. They'll be like, oh, look how big he's 6'5". He's 240. Oh, he can throw the ball a mile. The kid can't hit a slant to save his life. He can't hit a four, uh, a little 
six step out to save his life. He's not accurate. You can't teach accuracy. You're either you're accurate or you're not. And this kid, Josh Allen, he's going to be a first round pick, which is going to blow my mind. He's going to crap the bed. And then that GM oh, is going to get fired it, in three years. I love a Boom. hot take by Aaron Murray. Thank it just you. Pisses me off. That, all these... Let's write that in stone, baby. Write like it, baby. That. I've been on it all year. I, 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 I'm sure he's a great kid, this Josh Allen. And I, and I hope he doesn't take offense to us, but I just don't think he's an accurate quarterback. Just right. at the end of the day, it just doesn't translate. He needs to stay another year in college football, just like Jacob Eason needs to find any way possible to get reps, okay. whatever you can do. I want to reach out. This is what we'll do before uh, Sunday's podcast. I want to reach out to Matthew Stafford. I want to reach out to Dan Orlovsky. I want to reach out to Mettenberger. I want to reach out to other quarterbacks and ask them, what should Jacob Eason do? We'll see. We'll see. I, I just know one thing. If I'm right, you will never, ever hear the end of it. I might just quit the podcast. Well, first off, we, we need, we just need quit to make podcast. sure, right or wrong, we need to put a timeline on it. Yes. Because I have to take into account, no matter what he does, what what does that translate to the NFL at the end of the day as well? Yes, yes. You know, 100%. So whole, this is something maybe we'll, we'll, we'll save this podcast for about five years down the road. Love it. We'll reevaluate it and see who's the winner from there. You'll be buying Sharon and I another date night at the movies. I guarantee it. <laughs> I love it. All right. Bad news coming out of Athens, though. Another player got arrested. Um, Brenny? I don't even know this kid. He's red shirt freshman. He had a counterfeit $100 bill, went to a pet store over the summer, tried to buy $8 worth of I who knows what so he could get $92 of real money. In exchange, I guess he had to turn himself in. The pet store did some huge investigation, so that just looks bad on Georgia. It's their third player arrested since clinching the third seed in the college football playoffs. But let's just bring everybody up to speed on what's going on, okay? Football is on the absolute back burner right now. It's finals week in Athens, finals week across the nation. It's up to these kids, right? It, it is these kids' own fault. Stay your ass out of trouble. Study. If you're going to have fun, do it in your dorm room. Just don't be an idiot because they're going to start bowl practice here in the next couple days. They're going to get four or five days off for Christmas, and then it's off to Pasadena to get ready for the Rose Bowl. Most importantly, though, it's just a bad look. And you know Kirby's like, dude, you're an idiot. We cannot afford to be having this going on right now. It, you and I both know Athens is a dangerous place, but this this has nothing to do with bar incidents or, or yeah. the marijuana charges earlier uh, with the other two guys. This is just being a, a complete idiot, in my opinion. Like, come on. You know you're going to get in trouble. It was like when, when we had an issue when I was there uh, when guys or some other school was, you know, obviously going in and, and using uh, fake checks and trying to get money out of it. It's just, come on, man. What, do, what are you thinking? You're <sighs> going to get caught. There's no quick way in this world to make money. You oh, got to work hard. wisdom from Murray. little right wisdom there. from Murray. Bitcoin. You have to work hard. Put your head down. Don't invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> Just go and grind. You know, there, if it was an easy way to make money, everyone would be rich at the end of the day. It's not – it's just – Dude, just work your butt off. You're in a great situation. You have a full scholarship to a great university. You have a chance to get a great degree to be able to go use that to get a job, whether it's in the NFL, whether it's in whatever it is you want to do after college. You're going to have the opportunity. Now you just piss it down the drain. I totally and now agree. you're going to be looking for a JUCO because no other school is oh. going to take you after this incident. Dude. It's just uh, – it's unfortunate, man. These kids don't realize it. They'll look back and – and hopefully when they have kids one day, they'll be a good example of, hey, man, 
listen, your dad, he screwed up. He messed up. He had a great opportunity. He pissed it down the drain. Yep. Make sure you learn from me and don't do it. And that's the one positive. If you can then go and use your mistakes to go help the next generation, I think that's a positive that could come out of it. But uh, these kids, man, it's dangerous with this dead time. And I'm sure all coaches, sure. I mean, you talk to any coaches, whether it's NFL, whether it's college, they hate dead periods. They hate any time, any time where you don't have complete command of your team, of your players, whether they're not in front of you, whether it's in the weight room, film room, practice room, when they're out and about and you don't know what's going on, that just, that's what keeps coaches up at night. They're just afraid to get that call at 2 a.m. saying so-and-so was arrested. So-and-so was oh, doing man. this tonight. That's what stresses them out more than anything as a coach. So um, that's what sucks about dead periods. That's what sucks about this time. But like you said, these kids should be right now studying their butts off, getting ready for finals, getting in the film room because, you know, they're in the final four. There's not you don't know when you're, this opportunity is going to come again, present itself again to be able to play for a national championship. Speaking of being frustrated, um, I read an article today, and this is just one last tidbit before we wrap up this quick episode of the podcast. Greg Schiano, <laughs> he had his memorandum of understanding signed. Dude, it was a six-year contract to coach at Tennessee for $27 million. I cannot believe that that was what Tennessee was willing to give Greg Schiano to coach. And uh, Jeremy Pruitt, obviously now the head coach at Tennessee, putting together a pretty solid staff. So they dodged one there, dude. Six years for Greg Schiano. <laughs> Dude, they were, they were seven million dollars. They were desperate, absolutely desperate. I know he's their first guy, but they were desperate just to get going, just for recruiting. They were just they wanted a guy to get yeah. in there so they can start getting the recruits back. They didn't care who it was. We need someone because we're losing this entire recruiting class right now. Uh, and and it turns out they made the right decision. Pruitt's doing a great job trying to get that recruiting class back together. They had some recommitments, some guys that decommitted. Uh, so he, he's getting the program hopefully turned back in the right direction because, you know, the SEC needs to get rolling again, especially the East. Yeah. Speaking of recruiting, early signing day, December 20th, we will have that covered right here on the podcast coming up in the next couple weeks. But, Aaron, that's it for this edition. We talked about pretty much everything going on. One more thing for everybody listening. Again, thank you so much. We are over 100,000 downloads on the Punt and Pass podcast. So, Aaron, I appreciate your help with that, my man. And the Punt and Pass podcast, Pick'em, is up right now on ESPN.com. Bowl Mania, the group, is the Punt and Pass podcast, and the password is Punt and Pass. So sign up now. There's a, over 150 people already signed up. Invite your mother, brother, daughter, sister, aunts, uncles, everybody. Have them sign up. Top three finishers will get a gift. Anything on the way out there, brother? No, man. Just hopefully all these guys will just study their butts off and get ready because I think Georgia's heading out to California on the 26th. They're going to have a full week to get rocking and rolling. And uh, I'm interested for this early signing day. Hashtag a lot of, study a lot of, your butts off. Yeah, study your butts off. But <laughs> this early signing day is going to be fun. Like yeah. you said, we'll we'll keep you guys posted with all the big commitments, our opinions on who's looking good, where all these three, four, and five stars are heading, and uh, we'll get rolling. All right. He's Aaron at Aaron Murray 11. I am Drew at Drew Butler 13. This is the Punt and Pass podcast at Punt and Pass. Talk to you Sunday. See you.